Okay, happy podcast day. So today is quite a new one in the books for us as I am Rachel Vote, and then I also have my dear friend. Anderson, hey. Yeah, via Zoom tonight. Uh, <clears throat> as somebody who <laughs> has such exciting news to share with us has to be social distancing today as we are... Uh, Keeping you and your baby safe, waiting for yeah. test results to come back in. Yes, because Miss Anderson actually got married on Friday. I eloped, so I, I don't know what I'm gonna call myself now because uh, my name's not Anderson anymore. I'm Miss McGovern, but my stepson was exposed to the coronavirus by his other sister, and so we're just waiting to hear back for the results before we start doing in-person things again mm -hmm. to keep the baby safe. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn up her volume just a little so you're gonna hear that noise going bring that thing right there. Um, yeah. yeah, so we, I love that we are still able to continue this uh, together and get things going and of course sending y'all positive vibes. I'm hopeful since you're feeling pretty good that, you know, it's minimal, but definitely great yeah. to take precautions and to protect everybody else who is unable to do so with their immunity systems. Cool, 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 cool. Yep. So, yeah. So that's part of the really exciting news, of course, is that I have one less single friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know it was really hard. Honestly, it was really hard not to say anything to you beforehand or mention it on the podcast. Like I was pretty dang proud of myself that I was able to keep it internal <laughs> and not share it with the world until yeah. the day of. Yeah, so um, Jess had asked me to do her hair uh, probably I'd say about a month and a half ago on, yeah. on Friday, last Friday, and said it was for your two year anniversary. So I didn't really think much of it, obviously put it in the books. And so when you told me, she, you when you were here Friday that I was doing your hair because you were eloping, I honestly did not even put two and two together that there had been much more planning to it. I was like, oh, maybe they just decided, like, hey, last night, or like, let's get married. I had no idea. Because <laughs> even though when you no. said when you said the thing was on the marker board that you guys had had your anniversary date and said marry me, and you're like, and people had seen it, and I was like, so the fuck what? Like, like if like I was like, obviously in my brain, I was like, so what if I saw it, I was just be like, oh, that's cute. You know what I mean? Like, I would not even put it together. <laughs> well, no, and it's. Funny because Jane stopped over to drop I off. I saw her party. comment on that, yeah. And she saw it. She didn't say anything. Yeah. So I was just like, I was like, sneaky, sneaky. But I know. That's okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, whoo. So that was that was really great. Um. So you guys have been planning for just a little bit and not very long, really. No, it was, it like because when we first found out we were pregnant, first of all, um. We found out we were pregnant two days after Brett bought my engagement ring yeah. back in May or April. Mm -hmm. And so we got engaged officially in May. And then my first response to him was, I do not want to get married while I'm pregnant because my mom got married the second time while she was pregnant and she eloped at the courthouse. So I was like, nope, that's not what we're doing. We're doing something different. Because immediately your experience was if I do what my mom did, I will replicate her lifestyle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then as, as time got closer, I just... Um, because of the hospital that we're giving birth at, uh, Brett can't be listed on the birth certificate unless he, unless we're legally married at some point during the pregnancy. And then we, so we're like, well, we might as well just get married while we're pregnant because we're going to get married anyways. 
and I would rather not have to go through the legal headache of adding him to the birth certificate after the fact. And then there was, you know, we're in love, so why not? And so when we figured out that our two-year anniversary was coming up, we were just like, oh, that's yeah, let's just keep our anniversary date the same forever. So it worked out, and we're really happy with our decision. And I, I worked a wedding, another wedding, the very next day um, as a photographer, and I was just constantly reminded the whole day of how happy I was of my decision for myself because I didn't have to go through all of that crazy, hectic planning and organizing and freaking out because the DJ was sick and couldn't show up and that nobody could find one of the groomsmen for a little bit. And so I was just, I was just like, oh, my day was so calm and so peaceful and it was absolutely perfect. And I got to spend it with a couple of close friends who were unaware of why I was getting ready because I had, you know, Dana do my makeup and you do my hair. Um, but it was, it was a pretty great end. Mm, it was yeah. pretty perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I um, I love about that is that like you were able to kind of sit and weigh the options from both sides of the perspective. I think, you know, it, it's it's hard sometimes because I can say from my first go around of planning, which a lot of people may remember, like I have said, it was the big deal. Like I don't have any problems sharing that. I mean, there was already a minimum of five to seven thousand dollars invested when I called the wedding off. A minimum. Yeah. Um, and that's not even to say how much time I had put into all of the corks. I was making everything by hand, including an altar that was done, like, and, and they weren't the same centerpieces. Like, I mean, and and I, my, um, the the important part, what I want to say is that, like, there is not a wrong way to get married because I very yeah. much loved every moment of what I did. Like, I put love into those things, but um, not only, I think, having done it, the first time that way was part of what impacted my second planning influence. I yeah. would say it also, um, I, I will, I'll, I'll admit that I think that I was a little bit scarred because I was so clear on understanding that the first was all about the party and not about a marriage that mm -hmm. it was kind of the same thing. You're thinking about the courthouse was almost like, I can't do it that way because it's not for show. You know, at, at one point when we were engaged, it a complete joke like we laughed so hard about it because tony was tony had said oh my gosh we're gonna have to rent out rent out the pinnacle bank arena like uh -huh. when like in my, in my first go around we had a guest list of 150 175 that was my first go around and so when he said that like you know it was it was laughable because it was like yeah you have like my network is so much bigger now and the people i love is so much bigger now and the people i care about and the people who are rooting for me is so much bigger now so so it was very it, it felt like it was plausible well yeah and it's not only that it was bigger it was i feel like at that point in your life it was more genuine those connections and that right. network and the people you cared about it wasn't was it wouldn't have been out of obligation genuine. yeah yeah or tradition yeah. i would even say maybe i don't know 100 percent but I do think about more like obligation. So, yeah. So, I would say that that definitely impacted a lot of my decision the second go around, too. And so, that's why, you know, we want to just say, like, if you do the big thing, if it's what's in your heart and you're like, that's just what we do and I want to do it and I can afford to do it or it's worth the investments, it's – we totally support that. I think what we really just want to take away from the conversation today is just, like – what the marriage, what, what that was all about, yeah. those feelings and that emotion and, you know – that that I mean I laugh so I don't laugh so hard but I can't like sit here and I can feel the same emotion like that day of people could just kept going like 
why aren't you freaking out? And I'm like, what do I have to freak out about? There's nothing to freak out about when there are no fine details. You know, yeah. we reuse the altar. I reuse the dress. <laughs> no, like we didn't have any, any, well, we had minimal decor because we set up a little bit in the park and that was all we had was table and chairs and the table wasn't even for anything other than to drop off anything. And we had some snacks and the altar, like with the restaurant, yeah. we didn't bring anything. Oh yeah. For our elopement besides our outfits. Cause we did, we did invest in like, I had an actual wedding dress, but I mean, it did not cost typical wedding dress numbers, but, um, we invested in nice clothes for all of the kids. Cause it was, we had our three children and Brett and I there. And then we had two witnesses, a photographer and the officiant. And that was it. But, um, everything else that I had to bring to our ceremony fit in my purse. Like I had to bring, like I had to bring some paperwork. I brought a couple of props for photos. I brought a couple of things, like gifts, little small gifts that we gave the kids, um, so that they could remember the day and re- feel important, like that they were included in everything, but everything fit in my purse. And I kept like on the way there, I was like, okay, I feel, I have to be forgetting something like this cannot have gone so smoothly all day. Like from literally the time I woke up to the time that we like got married, like I felt calm. I didn't feel like I was stressing out. I didn't feel like I was having to like freak out. I mean, the other part of that was that while I was getting my hair, makeup and nails done, Brett was dealing with the kids and making sure that they were bathed and ready to go. So it just, it was such a perfect, (laughs) it was such a, a peaceful day, which I honestly, I've never had that type of experience attending other people's weddings before like as a guest I've never felt that calm Um, I was always like had anxiety for the bride and groom because I was just like oh this looks stressful and I can't imagine how much stress they're going through like I almost like like I was uh, absorbing their anxiety and their stress on the days of yeah yeah. and so I just I just assumed that that's how it was for the day of your wedding it was supposed to be that way yeah. Yeah. So when it wasn't, I was just like, what is this? Like, well, we yeah. Something wrong. Right. And so to take that back to what we were saying before, I, I believe that women brides can have that, that type of mental flow and clarity on a large scale too, most likely with a lot of help and support and, um, potentially a really great <laughs> personal assistant or actual yeah. day of planner, which I would recommend. You were pretty much that for me. You know, I did that very much for my friend Lacey. My friend Lacey, who recently got married, same one from last week's podcast, that's what's up. Um, You know, she had to scale hers back quite a bit from the circumstances, but uh, she asked me to be her personal attendant, and I I don't know what the expectation is, but I made sure to try my very best to be who you were for me on that day. Like, I believe that brides should have that. Like, if your focus should absolutely be about the relationship and the focus about what you're about to do. And how much love and joy, not the nervousness and, um, you know, other, because that part doesn't matter. Like when it comes down to, at least it didn't for me, like as soon as the music started, it was just like, it's only about what's about to happen between him and I. Like, I don't even really yeah. even feel that there's other people here watching because that's not what it's about. And I, I think I, again, that was different because it would have been different the first time. It wouldn't have been that way at all. I don't think. I'm sure I would have goofed around a little bit and made some, I mean, like typical 2018 Rachel kind of shit, you know? Uh, And it was just not that way. It was not that way. Like I was, I truly feel like the entire day I was in like a a state of bliss and I was still, still shocked that because I was so happy, like, and it felt so smooth 
that when we, my dad and I walked around the corner, I go, oh my God, I'm going to cry. And he was like, well, you're going to cry. And I was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and then I just couldn't stop crying. <laughs> I couldn't stop crying. And these were like these big, like I like felt them like up my eyes and just like, like huge. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, I had to ask my photographer a couple of times. Like, I was like, okay, do I have, like, streaks yeah. running down my whole, like, neck and everything? Because I just felt like once I started crying, I couldn't stop crying. And That was me, too. That was me, too. So, you know, I think what, at least from, I feel like my message for the brides are is that, you know, what we're kind of asking you to do is make sure... Well, I shouldn't even say ask you. I think you'll know, like, if you've gone through some growth in personal development, I think that's the difference. It has nothing to do with 2,500 people at your wedding or five people at your wedding. It has to do with who are you in this moment now that this person is only complimenting the person you're becoming, not completing, because that shouldn't be the way that it is. But that's not what it is. And that's the feeling is that this is just an adventure that's continuing. And that's what it felt like for me. It was like, it wasn't that my life was beginning it was that it had it yeah. already been so great that this was just a really c- cool icing on the cake kind of thing, I think. Oh, yeah. It was, like, it literally, like, it's kind of cliche to say, but it's, like, it's just taking your relationship to the next level. Like, it's not restarting anything. It's not going back to the beginning of how you treat each other or look at each other. It's really just amplifying it. And I know it's weird because this is the first time we've done a podcast that Brett has been in another room and our apartment is really tiny, so even the door, the door's closed, I'm sure he can hear <laughs> yeah, every <I> word. <laughs> but, like, and I haven't said this to him, but I've, I've noticed in the last couple of days, like, our, the energy that I feel between him and I, like, is, it feels amplified. Like, it feels a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. It feels a little bit more, uh, like, it's just like, almost, like, squishy or, like, yeah. romantic. Like, yeah, like, and it's, I think it's just, like, our, the rest of our life has not stopped. Like, uh, not only are we going through COVID testing and quarantine now, like for our quote unquote unexpected honeymoon, um, we're still having to deal with financial stress, with prepping for our daughter's arrival in nine and a half weeks. Um, we're having to deal with, you know, his custody visitation schedule with his other two children or yeah, with two of his children. Yeah. So the rest of our life has not stopped, but the energy that I feel between our relationship has just gotten better yeah. since Friday night. So yeah. <clears throat> no, and I, I would, that's how it should be. I, I agree. And I think so. One thing to consider, like, for people, if you've never been in the situation, like, I want you to know that this is not the first time I have felt this way about somebody. Like, the difference, like, the swing, I've noticed. So, what's really important is that it's not about the legality of the piece of paper and the rings that you put on your finger. Because I can remember that when Brent and I first started going to couples therapy... I felt that shift then too. I felt the shift in our relationship where I I can say to this day that it was not about an attraction change because that was that was what we were la- I was lacking. I was lacking that. But I could tell that there was a personality connection change where we were lighter, happier, we were getting along easier. And so that was the, that's the equivalent in my opinion. So, you know, it's a challenge you overcome or it's a a milestone, even if you want to see cliche, it is cliche, but it, but, but I just proved an example where it doesn't have to be cliche. Like, you know, the birth of your child will be your next one. You guys will be so in love with each other again that you, like, I couldn't stop smiling after birth, after birth. And it was just because it was such a different experience than the one that I had the first time around. And I felt unconditional love in the room and, Oh, that'll make me want to cry. Like it just, I felt both of those ways on my wedding day and the day that she was born. Oh, it does make me cry because it was just like, it is, it's just like the, 
the sense of security I'd been searching for my entire life, like, was gone. Like, it was like I no longer needed it because I had it. And not yeah. because of them, but because I believed that I was going to be okay regardless yeah. kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So, I don't uh, That's That's what my recommendation is. That's where you want to be in your relationship and you only want to get to the next level. Don't. Don't, and, and it's funny, I'm glad we're talking about this because I'm sure people, you you probably know people are making assumptions or thinking, well, I'm sure they only did it because she got, she was, she got pregnant and they don't know that oh, she yeah. heard about the ring. We you already know. knew you guys were getting married anyway. We were talking about it since like day two for Christ's sake. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's, oh God, it's so funny to me because like, I don't even remember what month it was, maybe like January or February. I remember distinctly, like, we were in the middle of the Aldi's grocery store, and I was just in my own head, just, like, thinking through things, and I was just, like, I was, like, I, in this moment, I just need reassurance from Brett that he would be sad or, like, hurt, like, like, he would have some type of emotion feeling if we were to break up, because in that moment, I was very secure in our relationship, but I was just, like, I just need to know that he feels the same way as me, and that he would be as, as upset as me if we were to break up for some reason. Hey, and so I asked him that in the middle of the Aldi's grocery store and he literally just like stopped in his tracks and he's like, yeah, I'd be pretty upset because I just put your ring on layaway yesterday. And I was just like, I was like, what? <laughs> like, you did what now? I was like, well, I'm not, I was like, I, was like, I'm not, I don't want to break up. Like, I'm not unhappy. I was like, I just, I needed to hear that from you. And so I knew about the ring for months and then it was two days after he finally picked the ring up from the jewelers or the, the store is when we took our pregnancy test because I had gotten really emotional one night and was crying and I was just like, this is very uncharacteristic of me. I think I might be pregnant. We should take a test. And that positive plus sign came up so dang quick. <laughs> like, there was no delay. There's, so, no, there's uh, no denying. You're like, yep, that's it. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. I'm I'm pregnant. It, was, it came up so quickly. You're like, is there only one in there? <laughs> Girl, I thought I was, I was definitely carrying multiples. For a few weeks until we got into the doctor and they confirmed that it was just a just one baby yeah just one yeah although rory just said the other night she's like i think there's two in there and so brad and i started laughing and we we're just like well i guess we'll find out but we're pretty confident after like five ultrasounds yeah there's only one baby yeah most likely so yeah uh so what I do think is a nice extension of this conversation is, you know, so, you know, it, again, it, it has nothing to do with the amount of money you spend on it or how many people are there. It definitely, you know, you just send out all the positive vibes that for anybody who decides to take the leap. But it's just, it just is a celebration of what you have and that you want more of it. That's what I hope. For. Okay. Well, and I, I'm pretty, I will eternally be grateful that I started my personal development journey like right before I met Brett, because it, I was just in a different mental space when he and I connected. But the thing that I kind of, it's funny because I literally just saw a TikTok about this earlier today, but I, oh, it's, yeah. something, it's something that I've been thinking about for a couple of days um, because of something my mom said um, when we told her that we, we had eloped. Um, so basically backstory, I only really talk to my mom about my friends when I need to vent negative feelings and so she only ever hears negative feelings from me and so when we told her hey we eloped she was like she like whispered in my ear she's like I'm really glad that you're happy right now because for a while there I wasn't sure if you know and she meaning she wasn't sure if Brett and I were really happy and I was just like we had a fight I vented to my mom mm -hmm. like we it was fine we worked through it but it's the TikTok that I saw today was 
you know, don't, your relationship goals should not be finding someone to complete you or somebody that is the perfect one. It's finding somebody who knows that they're flawed and is willing to take the steps to better themselves, like that wants to better themselves or better the situation. And so it's knowing that, you know, I'm not a perfect human being, Brett, as much as I love him and as much as he's listening right now, he is not a perfect human being, but it's that we both know that we're flawed in certain areas, but we're willing to work on those areas to make the relationship better, the relationship stronger, make our family successful and happy and the house full of love. And that's really all I need, <laughs> like in life. I mean, from a partner is somebody that, that is not so full of ego that they are blind to their own flaws, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Well, I mean, one thing to remember is that we've talked about in previous podcasts that like that's majority of people though. So you have to be careful. And you're only going to attract those kind of people if you're at that level. So if you find yourself yeah. surrounded with broke, as a joke, completely out of shape, whether that's mentally or physically, you know, goes from job to job or cheats on his girlfriends or, you know, any of these things, okay? Um, check yourself, right? Because, yeah. I mean, you might be successful. Like, don't get me twisted. It's not like your mirrored image, but maybe you're so depressed that you can't even stand it or your anxiety, um, you know, paralyzes you for a couple of days. There are other parallels, and that's what's really important to remember why, you know, being a drug addict is not the worst thing in the world. There are mm -hmm. just as equivalent coping mechanisms that are unhealthy. So, um, uh, I had, total, had a total squirrel moment. Sorry about that. But, like, I was having deja vu, and I was trying to figure out where it was going. Um, so, when we look at weddings, so I was, this is funny that we're talking about this, because, so, I didn't want to wear a veil. I had no yeah. desire to wear a veil. It came free with my dress, so I did take a couple uh, pictures with it. I think I, I might have worn it during the ceremony. I don't remember. I can't remember. I don't think so. I think I took, I didn't want to, so I took it off, I think, but I, so I had it for pictures. That was my intention was to only wear it for some photos, right? But for some reason I kept it. Like it's just sitting on a lamp in my bedroom, which is really weird because like I had my bouquets in there, which makes sense, but the veil that I didn't really wear or want or need. Um, and I always think to myself, I should just give it away. I don't know why it's there, but it's almost kind of like it's kind of nice because now every time I see it, I'm like, I don't know why it's there. Well, it reminds me of the wedding, which I really enjoy, you know, so whatever. But Livy from time to time w takes it down. And so yeah. she knows how it goes in her hair now. So like, you put it on last night and it's pretty darn cute on a toddler, of course, because it goes to her knees and she has long blonde <laughs> hair. You know, she's like spinning circles with it. And to be fair, I'm not envisioning her as a bride. I just think it's really funny because she has a veil on and she can barely see. Um, but, you know... I'm like, I always think now about things like that where I'm like, you see somebody with something like that on their head, right? But then we like think it's weird that like in, in other cultures, like maybe the brides like in India where they have like seven outfit changes and none of them are a white dress, right? Yeah. But we think that's weird. But we're like, but you're putting this thing, this flowy thing to cover your face and, and you're, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's like, I mean, that's going like really, really broad when you're talking about symbols, but I think it's what I'm trying to translate that as to is like, but now we do you see how important that is that we've made the dress and the veil part of the equation of marriage, not what, I mean, it is the wedding part, yeah. of it, but of marriage that there's got to be something very, very special in your dress to make sure that that experience is also a special kind of thing. And it's symbols for everything like that. 
Oh God, yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it's to me now that I'm doing, like now that I'm, I've been a part of more weddings as a photographer in the last year, the amount of traditions that Western culture has for ceremonies and for receptions and things like that. Yeah. And it, I have to talk to each bride and groom and ask them, okay, for, you know, so that I'm ready for these photos, what kind of ceremony are you having? Are you going to have, you know, you guys did a Sam ceremony during your actual wedding ceremony. Right. Um, there are tines of the knot. There's the uh, unity candle. The there's, so many, there's so many different things during the ceremony and reception mm -hmm. that are all just traditions that have been passed down from one generation to the next that have different symbolism and different meanings behind it. Or and it really none is, at all. Yeah, it really, it really is just, you know, what fits you, what fits your story. And nobody really, honestly, nobody bats an eye if you have a sand ceremony versus the unity candle versus like, you know, my best friend Brittany did like the, um, the, the locking of the wine box where the bride and groom both wrote like love letters and put it in a box and like, you know, full of wine or whatever. But it's, there's so many different options. It really is kind of like a menu and you get to check off what you want to do. Yeah. So it's, so it's my message for people right now is just now that I've, now that I have lived through an elopement and I've been part of so many different types of weddings and different ceremonies, I mean, I've, and different cultures, which has been amazing. Um, it really is just a, you have to figure out what, what your goal is what your message is whatever what what is important to you for your celebration of your marriage because that's all a wedding is that's all a reception is is a celebration of your of, of amplifying your relationship to the next level um, and becoming a married couple but it's i think that at least for my white female experience growing up in midwestern united states of america um, it was really drilled into my head through movies and TV and music videos that if you didn't wear a big white dress surrounded by at least a hundred people and have some big grand party, then you were less than mm -hmm. everyone else. So, you know, your marriage was not as important as everyone else's. Or your wedding you was, even yeah. if the wedding itself, yeah. Yeah, like, like it was crap. Uh, I remember my aunt and uncle actually, um, my aunt eloped. I think she was the first one in my family to my, maybe my mom, my mom's courthouse wedding, which I didn't realize was an elopement at the time. I just called it a courthouse wedding. Um, but my aunt and uncle, when they eloped, because they truly did just go away, just themselves, didn't tell anyone else in the family. And then they notified everybody after the fact. And they're, they're one of the happiest couples to me. And then I've been to so many big grand weddings that now two years, five years, 10 years later, everybody's divorced. And so it's really just kind of cemented to the fact to me that a lot of people are still getting, are still having big weddings for the show of it and not for the marriage and relationship part of it. So when Brett and I were, we, we had talked about eloping a year ago. Like we had, when we had started talking about if we were to get married, how would you like, what kind of yeah, ceremony well, you would you want? We had talked about it because you were talking about Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, I had landed on the idea of eloping a long time ago because I finally found a relationship that I was not looking forward to a big celebration or a big party. I was looking forward to a marriage. I was looking forward yeah. to a partnership. And it, the wedding itself was not the most important part of the, the puzzle. Yeah. And I think that 
I think that our culture as a white female in Nebraska, um, part of the culture that was kind of shoved down my throat was that it, the party is the most important thing. The, the celebration is the most important thing. It wasn't actually all of the work that goes into the relationship. So I am very thankful that I started my personal development journey before I met Brett because my entire idea of the world started to change then. And so when I got into a relationship that I was more excited about the, the partnership and the long-term relationship, the idea versus the, the party, the wedding celebration idea, um, I don't, I, I, I really think that that's what led us to elopement because if I had met Brett, you know, my, my 2015 version of, of Anderson, I probably would have gone into huge amounts of credit card debt just to have a really big party with every person I've ever met on planet earth. Um, whether I was close to them or not, I would have invited them because I wanted to show off how awesome I could throw a party. Yeah. But. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, and I would have even, I would have some trouble trying to justify that when I first got engaged to Tony that I didn't think that too. Like yeah. I had done some personal development, but I think that like initially I did, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be a big you, wedding. Yeah. But you, how, cause how long have you known Tony? Like seven years, eight years, almost eight years, eight years. Oh. Well, I mean, we've known are we dating or known because I've known him longer, but well, dating, yeah, yeah, almost. we've dating. been together for almost so, eight years, almost eight years, yeah. And Brian and I literally Friday was our was the day we got married. Friday was our two year anniversary of dating, mm-hmm. um, and we had only known each other for <laughs> like three or four weeks before we became official boyfriend girlfriend. Right. So I've only I've only known Brett for a little over two years now, um, and I was ready ready to make that lifelong commitment to him. But if I had met him, first of all, if I had met him a year prior to that, he would have still been married and in a committed relationship. So I'm glad I waited. But I would not have been the same person because mentally I was not in this. I was you not were not in a good place with dudes at that time. No, I was, no. I was in a really shitty place with yeah. dudes at that point in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so I would say one of the other things that you might you could ask yourself too is like, what's your intention for your day? Because, like, I love my cousin, um, my cousin Mindy. She got married. It was less than six weeks after I had Olivia. It was, yeah, I remember it, that. Yeah, it was a it was a great time. Um, and she had a very large wedding. I would say between 150 200 people. I'm not sure. And I've always knew that she would. And Mindy is. So 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 in love with every single person that was there like it just made sense that she would have like everybody I like it's hard to explain but it it's the same it's the same that I you can tell it's what was what she wanted it was not like anytime I checked in with her she was rarely stressed she'd had all the help that she needed you know that kind of thing um However, like I would say, like as her maid of honor that night, besides the, you know, eating the dinner and um, doing the dances and stuff like that, she spent almost her entire night talking to people. Like, thank you so much for coming. It's such, it's so good to see you. And that might have, I didn't ask her, but that might have been exactly what she wanted. But I was just so excited to spend the day with my girls. And we had all that fun together. I was so excited to get to spend just a little bit of alone time with just my soon-to-be husband and you. (laughs) And then I was so excited to get to see all of these people that were the closest to me at at, at that time in my life. 
and then spend what felt like just this moment with my husband and my friend Hillary, a little bit of the kids, but it really just, it, it's hard to explain. It's just like, it, that was it for me. Like, we, and then we got to drive by ourselves to, you know, to the restaurant. And so we had a little bit more alone time and, and that was it. Like, oh yeah. You know, I, I spent the my, entire time with my husband. Yeah. My intention very much so was to spend the time with the kids and, and I mean, and with Brett obviously, but, <laughs> but it was important. It was important <laughs> to me that because Brett's children are still young yeah. um, and we have another baby on the way, it, it was very important for me to make sure that they knew how important they are in our relationship and in our life and that they are our family. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, those pictures with I, Ethan, I, what those pictures with Ethan, Oh my God. His face when he was opening that, those gifts. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, he just, oh, he looks, that's so great. I know. I adore that kid so much. And he is my bonus stepson because he is not biologically Brett's son, but I absolutely adore the relationship that we have with him. And I mean, it's weird to be, you know, I'm 27 years old and I have a 13 year old son now. So like, it's a little, a little bit of an adjustment for me, but it, I don't know. I, I'm so happy that we were able to have all three of Brett's kids there and, you know, our kids and that Harper was kicking the whole freaking time. So she wanted to be known that she was there. Um, I think my only like semi, I, would, I don't even want to call it a regret because I don't regret it. But the only thing that I would change if I could, and I don't want to, so it's fine, but it's just, I, my dress, I wanted it to be a little bit more um, baby bump fitting just so that it was very obvious that Harper was present mm -hmm. because um, the dress that I bought was not a maternity dress. It was just a plus size dress and I bought it up a size so that it would fit over my baby bump and it fit great. It's just, you, you cannot tell just by looking at the pictures that I'm almost eight months pregnant in the photos. Yeah. So, but anybody that's looking at your photos, what knows you're pregnant? You know, I'm pregnant. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I'm so, I don't know if I already said this cause I literally have pregnancy brain, but I'm so excited to look back on these photos in 20 years. Like, like that was something that emotion that I had last night was I was looking at them and I was just like, I was like, I already, like, I already know how in love I'm going to be looking at these photos 20 years down the road. Like these photos will always be so like, so emotionally and like amazing to, for me, like it, because they represented how I felt in the moment so well. Mm. So yeah, 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 I would agree with that. I feel, I feel that same way when I look at your photos of my wedding, I do feel that yeah. way. I do. Um, and I, I can see what you're saying because I wonder if, you know, if brides are able to look back and say, like, in this moment I felt relaxed and I was so excited or was I super stressed about where we on time and that this one douchebag was too drunk and that kind of thing. So, yeah. um, that's well, all we, that's all we want for you is to have just like the smoothest, most loving day ever, ladies and gents oh, are listening. Yeah. That's it. That's all, that's all it is. And it's, I, I definitely am not. Um, you know, shaming brides that want to have a big party because they're, I mean, my family, immediate family, like parents, siblings, things like we're not super close. So when I would, my, you know, now I call it my immediate family is now my kids and my husband and we are very close. Um, but there are people in the world. I, I know they exist, although I'm not one of them that they are best friends with their parents or best friends with their siblings, or, you know, they have cut, like they have 30 first cousins that they are, they grew up with 
you know, seeing every day or every weekend that they could not imagine taking that next step in their life without all of those people present. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, I'm not shaming or bashing people that have big weddings because your story is not mine. Your, your relationship with those people is not my relationship with my people. So it's knowing that you truly, all I want for every person that ever gets married from here till the end of time is do what's best for you, not what's best for the Joneses, not what, not what society tells you to do, not what, you know, your middle school teacher once said, you know, whatever it's, it's finding out who you are, where your values are, what's important to you, what your intentions for that day are and, and molding your experience and your celebration around that and nothing else. Um, and that may, that may for like, like what you said for Mindy, that may turn out to be, you know, 200 of your closest people. Mm -hmm. Awesome. As long as you came to that decision for you and not to please anyone else. And as a wedding photographer, it almost like, and I'm still a new wedding photographer, so I'm sure that this problem or this uh, observance that I've had, this thing that I've observed will probably only get bigger, um, is the amount of times that brides tell me, like, the, oh, I really don't care about this. I just did it for my mother-in-law. Or, oh, I like, like, you can do whatever you want. Or, I really don't care about this because I, you know, this was this isn't happening during my wedding. For me, it's happening for somebody else. And I was like, as a person in personal development, I'm like, why, why are you doing it then? Like, this is not their day. This is your day. And, you know, if, if you're just doing it to make the peace and have a, a smooth day, great. But how much better would you feel about your day if you did the things that you wanted to do right. and you didn't worry about anything else? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And so I'll, I mean, so I'll say like, you know, especially coming from, I think I'm, I don't even, I couldn't tell you if I officially have a total of how much I spent, I spent, how much we spent or went into our wedding. Um, I can tell you, I vowed that I would not ask my father for any money. I still had massive guilt from the first time around. I will say that, um, very generously, he still did gift us $1,500. So that was very kind. Um, so with his, with his gift, I would, I would say we were probably including, um, like the dress alteration and stuff. So I'd be all in, obviously, I think probably max 5,000, but I don't even think it was that much. I would say probably four, honestly, the, yeah. the, the second biggest thing for us was food. That was it. Yeah. That was the, the, maybe the biggest thing to altogether was food. Um, cause we didn't even have to pay for the rental of using the park. And then the chairs were like wicked cheap. They were like under 50 bucks cause we only had like 25. So, um, I was, I, I, I want to use this term very, um, heart centric. I was very generous that day. I was very generous that day. Like I was like, I want to pay for this, this person's hotel room. I want to do this person's hair and makeup. I want to pay for this person's alteration. Like, um, and I felt good because I could, because I, it wasn't tied up somewhere else or have to heavy tipping, you know, whatever. Um, but, but what, what I wanted to say actually was like, so in, in my personal defense, because, um, again, I came from the other side of the fence the first time around y'all, my influences about weddings is my parents were, um, courthouse when my mom was pregnant with my, my brother and that, and that was about it. Uh, from that regard. So my parents didn't have any expectations about my, what my wedding was going to be. Mine was David Tutera. I don't know if y'all ever heard of that on the Wii. No? Oh mm -hmm. my god. I would have to send it to you. It 
brainwashed me. I think it was on TLC. I think it was on TLC. It was this, it's, he is a fabulous man. So what would, it was like this TV show you'd submit to like, here's the disaster I'm trying to plan for a wedding. He would come in, he would change everything. He'd give you everything you wanted. He, oh yeah. Like, so, you know, you'd go from some LA bride who could only really afford like a $5,000 wedding in he would give her, like, a $75,000 wedding. Like, it was just insane. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, right? So it was always this message of whatever you want is shit. Like, let's let's give, give you this bigger, grander thing. And um, I can remember, I don't know if you've heard the show Four Weddings. It was also on TLC. Yeah. yeah. yeah That's I the one that. where you're literally paid to pick apart other weddings so that you could try to win a free honeymoon. Like, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's awful. Um. And then also that was probably right around the era with like when celebrity weddings became huge, super, super big weddings, especially if like, I mean, I will tell you that the first time I laughed at a wedding and I feel, I don't know, I shouldn't even say that I feel terrible about it, but it would have been the Kim K, Chris Humphreys wedding. <laughs> I was, I thought that's what you were going to say. Cause I was like that. I laughed at that. One. Like it, you're like, I this is ridiculous. Like when, yeah. I mean, like I was watching the show at that time, like I was very avid into the show. So in that special, okay. I was just like. This is, your aisle is four blocks long. Like, are you walking to 15 minutes of music or what? Like, that's, that's, that's a mockery of marriage to me. That, that's my opinion. Oh, but. It was, but yes. No, I, I completely understand that. And I mean, I just wanted to circle back real quick to the, um, you know, cost of weddings. Like, I think that that was. That, that also played a heavy role on our decision to elope because financially, like I'm trying to stay away from credit cards and I'm trying, we're trying to save up to buy a house and we have a daughter that's going to be born in nine and a half weeks. Oh my God. Um, so it's, we are money investments. We are intentionally investing in other things and we're just intentional with your money. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we, like I totaled everything up, um, before, before dinner, because we did take the kids, just us five, out to Olive Garden, which was not like terribly expensive. Um, but before that, we were under we were under a thousand dollars, and I even thought that that was too much. But then I t- took us for, all back for one like, day, <laughs> right. for one day. But I was like, but almost half of that went to just the officiant and the photographer, and those are two of the most important things to me. Being a photographer, I was like, oh, I gotta have, I have, I want wedding photos. That's important to me. I will pay for those. That's, that is worth the investment for the money. And I was just lucky that I was able to find such a good friend who also happens to be a wedding photographer to do ours. And they were, they're just perfect. I would um, second that right away. If you have to splurge on anything, I would say photographer over food, even go to get, oh. go get some McDonald's patties. 100%. You eat 100%. all the time. You eat all the time. Don't, yeah, just don't pay for other people's dinner. Just you go like just tell them to stop it fast food on the way to your like your reception like you don't have to have food but anyways um but yeah and i like i made a nice long post on social media yesterday i think um because the other part that i was really wanted to be intentional about was not being wasteful um and being a little bit more environmentally conscious because as much as (laughs) it might annoy brett that my hippie soul is growing um, I do want to recycle more and I do want to be conscious of what we're wasting and, you know, just throwing away. And so like, again, coming back to that, I have been a part of so many more weddings in the last year because I am now a wedding photographer 
and seeing all of the like the precious gifts that people you know like the the party favors that people give away at weddings and I'm like these have really great love behind them and the intentions behind these were great but the intention behind it from the bride is not going to be received the same way with the same amount of emotion um, to the guests so some like small small little things like little bags of candy things like that I think are great because they're consumables and they're not going to just be thrown away um, but I, I I don't want to throw any anybody under the buses but I've, I've been giving so many impractical you like items that they had they don't have any practical uses um, in real life so it's really just a keepsake for somebody else's day mm-hmm. so I might hold on to it for a couple of weeks a couple of months but then afterwards it just becomes clutter in my in my life and so I didn't want that. I didn't want it that expense. I didn't want the expense of putting together centerpieces and paying for linens and tables and chairs and a reception venue. We didn't even pay for a ceremony venue. We just used the steps of a public building um, after it had closed. So there was no foot traffic. So, I mean, it really just was, we were, I was pretty intentional about everything I did and all of the materialistic things that we purchased um, for the wedding were clothes that can be reused or repurposed, re- given away so that somebody else can use them. Um, I bought some fake flowers that I've already given to Aurora so that she can use them for dress up. So they're not going to just sit on, you know, in a, in a box somewhere like she gets to use my wedding flowers. Um, and then we bought gifts, small little tokens for the kids. Um, but I bought them things that I thought would be a little bit more practical. And it's, uh, I bought Aurora a necklace that she can wear and I bought the boys pocket watches and they were so excited to get them because they were real working pocket watches that had their names engraved on them. So they were very personal and they could feel that emotion because it was a gift to our children and not just a gift to our second cousin's best friend's neighbor's mail carrier person like yeah. that took a party favor home. So Yeah, yeah. I've been to weddings where, I mean, at the time I didn't appreciate it because I was a different person, but I've seen people do donations like... Like, I can see why that would tick people off. It's like, give me the gift. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, I think it's a better idea. Like, you, if people don't like it, it doesn't matter. It's your wedding. But if you, yeah. if that's what you're, like, what Justice, I would say that's true. Any idea that you have, no matter how cool it is, is going to mean more to you than it does to them. It's the same about your centerpieces. Nobody's going to leave your wedding going, that was, those were the coolest centerpieces I've ever seen. I mean, I'm, I, yeah. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, But, I don't know. I just... But it, I don't know, it's, it's again, like, I, I have been to weddings, I have photographed weddings where all of the centerpieces were recycled wine bottles, and yeah. they were all given for free, and after they, after the wedding, or after the rece- towards the end of the reception, as people were starting to leave, um, people were encouraged to take them to use yes. um, yeah. as decor in their own home, so yeah. it was like, and, and they were nice enough, and like, repainted to the point where they could be reused in other people's homes for decoration instead of just tossed away. But at the end of the day, they were recyclable materials that even if they had to throw them away, they could go in the recycling instead of the trash can. So Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea, for sure. Yeah, I think there's ways to go about it. But, I mean, again, I'm not shaming anybody for having – for for – Recycling not being their number one intention or their environmental footprint not being their number one intention on their wedding day. That was just something that was really has become really important to me. And so I was very intentional about it and put effort into 
recognizing what was important, what was needed and what wasn't needed, what I could have done without versus what I really wanted to have for that day. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Just like, just something else to think about. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. We didn't do gifts either. Well, I mean like we got gifts for people, individual people, like just family members in bridal party, of course, but yeah, that was it. The same that you did basically. And then you had, then you had little, like, was it cookies or brownies for at the ceremony? Yeah, because we were in a public park, so this was obviously pre-COVID. Um, we were in a public park, and Tony was very concerned about having the <laughs> He was so concerned about it, and I was like, I'm not. He's like, I am, and I'm like, I'm not. It's a Friday night. I think that some people will be up there because we got married at sunset. I think there was maybe four or five, may- maybe half a dozen people tops the entire time. But yeah, we offered cookies and brownies not only to our guests but to the public, and we were like, hey, we appreciate you being being kind to our ceremony kind of space and <clears throat> eat, eat this if you want to. I don't even know where yeah. the brownies went because they were my favorite. Like, I don't know. Somebody took them home <laughs> and I was so upset because I wanted to eat them. I wish I would have taken some home. <laughs> they were good. They're good. So, yeah, um, there's no wrong way, y'all. Just, again, what is it that you're looking for? What's your intention? What's it going to give you? And what are you going to get out of it? Um, so, just some good questions to ask yourselves, I think. Oh, Yeah. It's good, good discussion. I, you know, it's funny because I had you and I really didn't talk about the, these kinds of things before I got married or before you got married. But mm-hmm. this is definitely these are things that I thought about to myself, and I, I sometimes wonder if other people, like if there is, a, like a traditional resource for people to have these questions, other than just I know a lot of brides just get all of their their checklists for their day of their wedding from popular magazines or from the internet they just google like wedding wedding day checklists and it i hate to be a consumer like anti-consumerist but those wedding checklists are created by people who are intentionally trying to get you to buy more stuff or invest in more things they partner with these businesses to get on that checklist yeah Yeah. yes and i i feel so like I don't even know how to describe this feeling, but it's it's such a strange place to be because I am a wedding photographer. I mean, I don't do exclusively weddings, but I offer a service for wedding days. But I I'm I'm here telling people like like be really like you know I'm I almost feel like I'm telling people to be stingy on their wedding days, but that's not what I'm intending to. No, the words I I would still say the words intentional. Yeah, it's just be more intentional and be more thoughtful and be aware of the trickery that may be out in the world and the universe for big companies to get you to think that you need certain things for your wedding day when you don't need them. Yeah. Um, that anything you see in a magazine is literally, magazines are literally just advertisements to get people to buy things. So if anything, like, I, I wish, maybe there is, I don't know, I need to do some research, but I, I wish that there was a, like a consumer conscious website or an environmentally conscious website that oh i'm um, sure there's a bunch of them out there did, green like, brides that, like, yeah yeah like that um that help brides narrow down what is really important to them versus what's more consumeristic and not necessarily required for your wedding day yeah yeah so i what i would say also by the way this is my personal experience of course but two things so first is that I really was obviously very much heavily into paying attention to weddings 
prior to being married. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's important to hear, like, you know, especially even if you're single, this is very common to dream about your wedding. I mean, this is what's embedded into your school about perspective of being a successful woman in a relationship, right? So um, I would still say I was paying attention to wedding stuff, you know, because I was engaged and I kind of had to do those, but not in the level the first time around, of course. But now that I've been married and it's only been a short time, I don't care really about weddings at all, if you guys. <laughs> like, like I think that's partly personal development, but I believe that probably for most women as they start, like, why would you? Like, you have nothing to compare, or like, I mean, not compare it to. You have no reason to care anymore, you know? Like, maybe when your daughter gets older, if you relive that or have to, you know, you're trying to redo your experience, you'll start to pull that up again, but... Like, right now, I just, like, I love being at weddings. I love when people, you know, include me in theirs. But I'm not there the same way I was at 22, like, going, like, I like that. I don't like that. I would have that. I would not have that. So, um, that's just mine. Like, if you're looking for some relief, like, give it to yourself now. Don't wait. Oh, yeah. And I totally agree with that because um, when I, once, because I've done, I have photographed now three weddings in the last four weeks. So I knew that I was going to be eloping soon. And I can tell you that in those, all three of these weddings were drastically different, very, very different, different venues, different reception styles, um, different sizes of parties. And this is even during COVID. So I'm sure that these weddings would have been completely, would have looked completely different um, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic. But um, because I had already knew what my wedding day plans were, I was not as... Hmm. Um, like wooed, I guess, by the feeling of being like by, by the um, ambiance of the wedding or the the day of. Because I remember, you know, being at weddings a year ago, like thinking, "Oh my god, like this day is so magical," and like there's just all of this stuff that's going on, and it's just perfect. And like I almost feel like I had kind of blinders on, and I was trying to make every wedding feel like a movie moment because that's what I had dreamed of for my own wedding is that every wedding would be, would feel like a, we were in a movie. Mm -hmm. And then when I, you know, kind of dialed back and was like, well, my, my wedding is going to be a different experience. I kind of, um, I feel like in mentally in my own head, I kind of lifted that veil and started to see those, these last three weddings for kind of, I was more in the moment, I guess I would say I was less in fantasy land trying to make these days seem so much better than that what what the moment was or you weren't trying to force the expectation of what you thought it needed to yeah. be it was just allowing it to be what it was yes exactly mm -hmm. so i i can already tell my perspective on weddings have, has shifted uh, just from the last month so um, it definitely once you're i definitely agree with once you're through it or once you've done and planned your own wedding that your perception and perspective on other people's weddings changes yeah and I would say like I mean I can't speak because I've only been married once but in, in Tony's first wedding um he eloped to Vegas actually he did have a reception when he came I think he had two receptions when he came home I'm pretty sure um so like I don't know how you classify that that was like three three short ones I think but I don't know but my point is is that my experience especially in the field that I'm in I have definitely seen a lot of marriages um, go through things. I've seen a lot of people move along from marriages, come into other relationships, and almost with the utmost certainty, I can tell you there's a, a high probability that the second time around that they get married, it is much, 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 much simpler and smaller almost every oh, time. Yeah. I feel like I've heard those st statistics before, like from people who actually 
analyze weddings and like how much money people spend on weddings and how elaborate they are like second time around it's definitely yeah a little bit more relaxed yeah and I think that I I, I would believe that it's twofold it's either it's an either or or a both I think it's partially because like you learned what you would not tolerate from your first marriage and so the reason you're able to get to a level of marriage a second time around is because it has exceeded the level of what you thought you wanted. And that's not necessarily true. Some people get married three, four, five, five, you know what I mean? But I'm saying for, like I would say for my husband's circumstance, yeah, circumstance, like in your husband's circumstance, both of yeah. them, right? Like I can say with all ego aside that I truly believe that that's why, because in the beginning of our relationship, he wasn't sure he'd ever wanted to get married again. And yeah. he proposed to me, <laughs> obviously, right? So, right? so obviously he felt secure that he was with somebody that it wasn't going to feel like it was going to replicate what happened the first time. Just like you with the courthouse and me with needing to do a big wedding kind of thing. So, oh, yeah. And I, I actually asked Brett um, just a couple months ago, like, I asked him, I was like, you know, your first marriage, you, when you got married or got engaged the first time around, like, you weren't expecting that marriage to fail, so, but it did like, you know, somewhere along the line, things failed. So I asked him, I was like, why do you think our relationship will succeed? Like what, what is the difference between that and this? Obviously he's getting married to a completely different person, but he, you know, he gave me a really good reason. And I mean, it's, I don't know if I should need to share it, but it's just, he knew he could see the difference in relationships for himself. He could see the difference in himself and that he was a different person and in a different place. So it was he felt secure enough going into it a second time, knowing that potentially it could fail because his first marriage failed. Right. So I do think that that second marriages are, I don't know. I just think that they're, they're just different. They're different because well, hopefully people, they're different. <laughs> yeah. Grow and they go through things and they do, they learn their boundaries and learn what they do and don't want from a relationship well that's what i was gonna say is like for the majority of the people i know who got married a second time they are immensely happy things seem to be easier they're a breeze and that's what allowed for them to securely ask again to be in that type of partnership because they were more confident than they'd ever been before so yeah, yeah it so, so <laughs> it would be so great if people could go through all that personal development before they got married the first time. Oh, yeah, but... you mean, like, if it was, like, part of a class or something that kids could, like, learn when they were young so they could start implementing for themselves? It'd be weird, right? That would be so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, okay. good stuff for sure. I hope you all got something from this today. And, again, our takeaway message is that we just want you to be happy and be healthy for sure. I won't wrap it up yet, but, of course, let them know where they can find you. We didn't even do any of that because we, we got so sidetracked, of course, with uh, this exciting news. So where can they find yeah. you? You can find me at photosoftheanderson.com, but um, now that my name's not Anderson, I may be changing my business name, so st stay tuned. No laying, no nowhere. Also, yeah, you can also find me on Facebook or the private group Boudoir Photos with Anderson. Ba -ba -da -da. Awesome, yep. And you can find me over on Instagram, Vote for Parties. Um, also, Facebook, every Monday, you got yourself a live on my personal page as well as the VIP page where you got to be 18 years or older and a feminine energy if you're looking for some sexual wellness and intimacy building. got to be 18 years or older, so feminine energy. Yeah, I power, right? Anyways, there's a coaching event happening next week too. Stay tuned for those events or details. Message me. I think it be better for that for sure. So... Now we can wrap it up. We'll see you all next week. Thanks so much for tuning in via Zoom. I'm glad we were able to make this work and send all the positive love and vibes to your fam, girlfriend. Yeah. All right. Stay happy. Stay healthy. And wash your hands, guys. Bye. Bye.